Before we begin this week's edition of Sports the Show, I'd like to thank our sponsor for the week, Anchor. Have you heard of Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free way to make a podcast. You don't have to pay. You can edit the podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast to many places, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with barely any listens. You can download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, from whatever time, wherever you are listening. This is this week's edition of Sports the Show. I think we're on like week four or five of quarantine. I've lost time. But we have an exciting episode of Sports the Show this week. Very important. We got a lot of news to talk about. We got some motorsports news as well. And then we got to shout out everyone from AT&T and Jim Halpert. From the office, you're going to want to keep listening to this week's edition of Sports the Show, which is going to be starting right now. As we start every single episode of Sports the Show, we begin with the main news of the week. There's a lot of news this week, but honestly, here are these stories that I wanted to talk about. Our first story involves the XFL. We keep talking about them, and they keep being in the news. The XFL has officially filed for bankruptcy. Uh, Some of the filings details included that Vince McMahon owns 100% of the league's Class A shares, plus 76.5% of the Class B shares. WWE owned the remaining 23.5% of the Class B shares. Now, what does that mean? I'm not an expert at all in this. Um, I but here is what I have come to figure out. Basically, Vince McMahon owns 200% of his league. Uh, there's class A shares, that's a big amount. Then there's class B, and I think it keeps going down. Uh, I know there's also a like merchandise company that owns some portion of the leagues. And other independent owners. Not really sure, but basically the XFL for bankruptcy. Vince McMahon owns a lot of it. Uh, The league now owes money to over a thousand people. Uh, Some noble people that are owed a lot of money include Bob Stoops. He's the Dallas Renegades coach. He's owed over a million dollars. And then we go to the Tampa Bay Vipers. Coach Mark Tressman, he's owed exactly $777,777. If you didn't get that, seven 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 seven. There you go. That's a lot of money, by the way. Uh, a big number here, the St. Louis Sports Commission. They are owed $1.6 million. And the merchandise company, 47 Brand, is owed $846,000. The league also still intends to refund ticket sales to fans. So the league is losing a lot of money. Vince McMahon is already losing a lot of money. We'll talk about that at one point. But, uh, yeah, the league is actually now for sale. So it could be bought. I've seen some people saying we need to have Roger Goodell buy it. I'm not very sure. We're going to now move into another topic of discussion with Vince McMahon and the WWE. Uh, I don't always intend to talk about wrestling, but we just kind of have to right now. So this week has been an interesting week to say for the World Wrestling Entertainment, formerly World Wrestling Federation. Vince McMahon and his billion-dollar company were deemed an essential business in the state of Florida where they have shows going on. That was like on Monday. Wrestlers weren't very sure. It was a weird mood backstage from reports. Then on Wednesday, they had to release over 25 wrestlers, including fan favorites, Heath Slater and... uh, Zack Ryder, and 
it's a lot of people. They released a lot of backstage writers too. They, it was a bad day, and lots of people were angered because they never said anything. This reminds me of when Feld Entertainment released a lot of their employees, and they just gave no statement on really Twitter or anything. They were just like, hey, look at us. We have a job opening. That's the last thing they said, and that was like a month earlier. They said nothing. Lots of people are losing their jobs. Uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment will save, I believe, almost a million dollars. They're going to save a lot of money. I do know that. I think they're going to save over $500,000 either a week or a month. I got to get that. I don't have the exact number with me right now. So then the next day, uh, less than 24 hours after a huge wrestling day, uh, Howard Finkel was an announcer. He passed away. So it's a sad day if you're a wrestling fan. We move into some positive news now. Major League Soccer is planning to postpone matches from now through June 8th. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's not positive. That's in June. It was originally supposed to come back in May. But that is a positive because that means that we are going to get sports hopefully soon, or rather than expected. Golf will also start less than a week after the MLS, beginning June 11th through the 14th at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas. The first four events have been confirmed not to have fans. We talk about a golf a lot on this show. That's something I've realized. Oh, wow. Big news in the NCAA. Jalen Green, he's the number one recruit in the class of 2020. He is going to now be a developmental league professional. He's going through the G League Professional Pathway Program. Now, back in 2018, we kind of laughed at them being like, this isn't going to work. No one's going to do this. But Jalen Green has. He's joining another uh, NBA G. He's joining another player. I don't know who. I can't remember, to be completely honest with you. But he's the number one recruit. He was originally going to be paid 125000 and then get a chance to be in the NBA draft the next year. So he gets paid and still gets to play basketball. But now the experts are saying he could be paid over $500,000 with endorsements. That's a lot of money, might I add. Now you might be asking yourself, what's the big deal with this Southern California native? Fresno, I believe, is actually where he's from. Well, he won a gold medal for USA Basketball during the U-17 and U-19 World Championships in 2018 and 2019. He had, like, offers from, I think, seven different schools. I'd say the most noble one was Florida State, ACC champions. Uh, he was expected to be the number one pick of the 2021 draft. But now, with this G League program, not only will he be paid over 500000 the league is going to be creating a new program and team which will be trying to attract top prospects or go overseas. That's something we started to see a lot. So they're going to try to make this all-star team of college players to get paid. Uh, it also will not be affiliated with any NBA franchise expected to be in Southern California. That is some big news. Uh, the one and done could be over, but that is bad for the NCAA. They're already going to be losing so much money just from not having any sports. And we've already seen programs being cut, and we're going to see a lot more programs being cut in the future. We now move on to our COVID-19 related news in sports. Von Miller of the Denver Broncos, my Denver Broncos. Announced on Thursday, most agent announced that he has COVID-19. He is now only the second NFL player to contract the disease that we know of so far. The first one being LA Rams O-line member Brian Allen. Brian has since recovered after getting the 
disease, I guess it's not a disease. I don't know what the fancy term is. He basically got it like three weeks ago. He's recovered. Everything's going good. Our last story, Mike Conley of the Utah Jazz has won the NBA's horse competition. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with that competition. I didn't watch it, and all of my picks were wrong, might I add. My entire record is wrong. The four people I thought were going to lose, they all won. Also, Mike Conley, only one that had an indoor gym. But we're going to be talking about his path to success. He first beat Tamika Catchings on Thursday. That Thursday night. Was it Thursday? I can't remember. And then on Sunday, I th- you know what? The competition started last Sunday. Now I remember. The competition started last Sunday. This Thursday was the semifinals and finals. Last Sunday, he beat Tamika Catchings. This Thursday, yesterday, he beat Chauncey Billups and Zach Levine to win the tour. That final four in the semifinals were Mike Conley, Zach Levine, Allie Quigley, and Paul Pierce. I said all four of them were going to lose, and they, of course, all had to win. So once again, I keep telling you guys this. Don't bet on sports with me. That's the closest thing we had to live sports, by the way. So congrats, Mike Conley. You beat Zach Levine of the Chicago Bulls. You got to donate $200,000 to a COVID-19-related fund. So congratulations. You get the first championship, I guess. Also, Devin Booker won the NBA 2K tournament. My pick, DeMontis Sabonis, was wrong. Disappointed about that, definitely. But congrats to the Phoenix Suns. You won a championship this year. I saw that a lot on Twitter. I support Phoenix. They were number one at one point, might I add. For a day, the Phoenix Suns, they were number one in the NBA. It was an interesting day. And there you go. Uh, one of the longest editions of main news of the week has concluded. So with that, you've heard all of the main news of the week. So a uh, quick main news of the week update. We got a Woj bomb. Well, I was recording this week's edition of Sports the Show. Asian Morjanowski said that sources have told ESPN the NBA and the NBA Players Association have agreed on the withholding of 25% of each player's individual paycheck beginning on May 15th. The deal gives gradual reduction in salary, which should force major provision to be enacted with the cancellation of regular season games. May 1st checks will still be in, will be paid in full. Uh, so I'm just reading this right now, and ESPN made a mistake. So that, that's why I messed up on the word major. It looks like it's M-A-J-E-U-R-E. That's not how you spell major ESPN. Adrian Morsonowski, you should know this. Yeah, but that's basically a quick heads up. Uh, very good news, by the way. I saw Major League Baseball is doing this too. Pay them less. They don't need that much more money. We don't want the NBA to have to go... And lose money, and then we can't even have any more games. So if they, if we get less money to have the league start up again, I'll be okay with it. So there is your breaking news from Adrian Wojnarowski. I'm gonna be here on your podcast in the early days, and I'll be—I was an OG sports the show uh, commentator. So yeah, yeah, man, it is going to been an interesting uh, ride so far on the show. Mm-hmm. You'll get, uh, first, you'll, you'll get Ryan Max. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> this is this is always interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, our first boxing topic is Floyd Mayweather. He wants to be a trainer just like his late uncle. How do you feel about that? I think that's I think that's a good move, honestly. With him saying he wanted to come out of retirement, uh, you know, that was that was a good idea and all until this whole quarantine thing struck. And people are saying they're not sure if you're going to be able to do boxing matches. Some people are saying as late as fall of 2021. I hope that's not the case. But I uh, hope it is. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. But he's 
he's old. He's his window when he can come back is kind of draining. And you know, if he was going to come back, it was either now or never. So you know, now that it's not, it can't be now. I suppose it's probably better that it's never. And just like his, uh, just like his, uh, you know, his, you know, his uncle Jeff Mayweather was a trainer too. You know, Floyd Mayweather Senior is a trainer too. Roger Mayweather was a trainer. He's going to take after those. He's going to become his own trainer. I saw he was going to try to train his son also to become a boxer, which is that's that's good because you know uh, Tyson Fury, his dad trained him. Big John Fury, you know, getting the family involved can help sometimes. You know, Evander Holyfield, he's training his son Evan, so. It's, I, I think it's a good thing for him. You know, it's better than getting his brains beat in when he's like 500. Yeah. It's going to be interesting in the future seeing the sort of generation two or three of uh, our current generation's children being boxers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's going to be something to look forward to. Because I've seen a lot of that. Uh, I've seen that, that Evan Holyfield kid. I've heard he's pretty good. Uh well, of course, you you probably got to be kind of good. He's a little bit sm- – if your dad's Vander Holyfield, he's a little bit smaller than him. I don't exactly know what weight class he's in, but he's not a heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that, I can speak now. Yay! <laughs> okay, so we obviously don't have any boxing because of this quarantine. But one man mm-hmm. who is trying to get boxing is Bob Aaron of Top Rank Boxing. He's had oh, some yeah. ideas. Uh, one of them is to do it in the WWE's Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, uh, because they allow wrestling there. Because mm-hmm. it's an essential business there. Another one is the top-ranked boxing gym in Las Vegas. Uh, which one do you think they should do, if any of those? If they're going to do it, I would say do it in the WWE arena, because, you know, WrestleMania... Do they hold WrestleMania there? They did hold I, WrestleMania I, okay, there. That's... Cause I I know they did WrestleMania like, like this year, you know yeah. I saw some videos of that. That was that was weird. Them being there with no people, you could just hear yeah. everything like all the noises they were making. That's weird. I can imagine they lost a lot of money on that, like a lot of money in ticket sales. Yeah, they had to fire like twenty five wrestlers uh, on Wednesday, yeah. and they fired a lot of their writing staff too. So it's a very interesting I'm, day. I'm, I'm wondering if it's even worth it to do it. Like, are they making enough money to even warrant it? I don't know. I have heard some rumors that they might only make a billion dollars during this quarantine, which isn't very good for the company. Not that much, yeah. So, but, you know, someone who you know someone else who had a creative idea for how to get these things going uh, during quarantine. Dana White of the oh. UFC. Oh no! Yes, he, with he, the island, the private island. He wanted to. I think he actually got the island, and it was supposed to take place on April eighteenth. Uh, it was the main event was it was okay at the start of it was UFC 249. It was supposed to be Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov, but then Khabib had to back out, and they got the number one contender Justin Gaethje in there. Yeah, and then it got postponed again. To now it's like May 9th, I think. But I, you know, I don't even know. I think I think that's what's going to happen. But I want to know is it still going to happen on the island or not? I think that's a really funny idea. Just have them all fly out to a little private island and do their own little show out there. Yeah, it was confusing because he went from saying that they were going to do it on the private island to then a few mm-hmm. days later saying they're going to do it in this undisclosed location, which was later that, revealed yeah. to be on Native American land at the casino. So I don't really know, I, that's, man. That's what I saw because he said he wanted to do it on the island. But then a couple of days later, he said it's going to do like an undisclosed location. He doesn't know yet. I mean, if I, I'm pretty sure he said he already bought the island and they were already working on building the arena there. So. I don't know what the point of buying a private island and building an entire arena if you're not going to use it is. Uh, I do know for the fact the reason why 249 isn't happening uh, what would be this Sunday is because the executives from Disney and ESPN Plus, as well as the mayor of Cal- well, one of the California government people, they were all saying, this is a bad idea. You're putting people at risk. Don't do it. Uh, so I, did, that- I did see something about that on Instagram from ESPN Plus. They were saying they didn't want to air it if he was going to do that. And, you know, there's, you know, WrestleMania, at least they aired it. You know, they could get, is WrestleMania pay-per-view? WrestleMania was pay-per-view. It was two days long okay. and all pre-recorded. Okay. If it, was, if it was pay-per-view, see, at least they can get pay-per-view. But if the UFC was going to just not even be allowed to stream it, of course, there's no point. You know, you don't get ticket sales and you don't get pay-per-view sales. There's literally no income coming in from that. So exactly. it's probably best just to wait. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say they're gonna have fights come around June because I I feel like that's yeah. the window now everyone's trying to wait to come back in. So we might just have mm-hmm. another month off. I can't imagine having almost sixty days without any live sports, but mm-hmm. it will come back soon. It will, hopefully. Yes, hopefully. And then the final news: Deontay Wilder is in the news again. He apparently oh tore his bicep now during the match versus Fury. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? Now he he's piling on these excuses, piling them on one after the other. His legs were weak because the costume was too heavy. You know his trainer shouldn't have thrown in the towel, and now his bicep was torn. I I think it's all bullcrap. You know I think. You know, he said he said in an interview before he's trained with a 40-pound vest on. So 45 pounds for five minutes shouldn't have been that bad. Mark Breland probably saved his life by stopping the fight. And a, and a torn bicep, that's the only legitimate reason. But he's trying to he's trying to say the bicep was not torn because of something Fury did, I think. I think he's saying, like, it just got torn from, like, he threw it some weird way. So he's trying to discredit Fury saying, oh, I wasn't at my best, you know. I, my legs were weak and my, I, couldn't, I couldn't throw my hand because my bicep was torn. It's a bullcrap excuse. He said the same thing in the first fight. He said he broke his hand in training camp and he didn't throw it enough. And then he came here. He's like, you know what? The whole build up, the whole point of this fight, the entire promotion, he was saying, you know, this is going to be me at my best. Last time I wasn't at my best. And this time he's saying, this wasn't me at my best. Next time it's going to be me at my best. I I don't know if he's ever been at his best, man. What the frick? He's, he's, he's always pulling excuses out of nowhere. I honestly don't know. I do, however, hope that one day he just finds you and it's like what you say about me <laughs> i would be terrified i would be terrified he needs six everyone I, i'm pretty sure he's six foot seven i don't know you know you always see you always see those guys in the boxing ring they're like six foot nine and six foot seven and because they're next to each other they look like the same height but then you see him against like a regular person and they're just towering over him yeah so don't wilder you know as much as we can talk crap about how he lost you know he still could beat the crap out of any of us that is, that is the great thing about doing sports shows like this. You can say this stuff and they'll usually ignore you. They'll just discredit you saying you're a hater. What if he came out in an interview and started like roasting me specifically? He's like, hey, that one kid on sports the show. I'm going to come get him. I'm like, oh, oh, crap. Oh, crap. That is when you go to Canada, my dude. Get a whole new identity. It'll work. <laughs> it will work. You know, I, I'm pretty sure this whole quarantine thing is going to throw off Fury's schedule because yeah. I saw him say he wanted to only have like a couple more fights and then he was going to be out. I thought he could be out by t- the end of 2021. I don't know anymore because, you know, the Deontay Wilder rematch was supposed to happen in the, like June or July in that area. And then you're supposed to have him, Anthony Joshua. That could have been at the end of the year. And then after that, he, I, th- I think he said he wanted to fight Derek Chisora again. I don't, I'm not sure about that. And, you know, maybe maybe someone else if they come up. But that was pretty much – I thought he had a three-fight plan. And now that's got thrown off entirely because he's not going to be able to fight Deontay Wilder till the end of this year. Yeah. If even that. That's the thing. We honestly don't know when this stuff is happening. I also saw George Foreman is being involved with Wilder. Do you know yes. anything about that? I, I saw that. George Foreman, he said he talked to Wilder on the phone. And he discussed, and he wants to be his trainer. And I, you know, I really don't think that's going to help him that much. Because, you know, Wilder, he's kind of almost at the age where it's going to be hard to change his style. But, you know, George Foreman did it. You know, it, the, he became more cautious when he came back. He changed his style from the, from the hands-out guard to the, you know, traditional boxing guard when he came back. Uh, and he was old. He was way older than Wilder, and he did that, but... I really don't think Wilder has a foundation set to like be good enough to beat Fury by the time the fight's going to happen. Because I heard him say he's not going to be able to start training camp for like another like six weeks because that's how long it's going to take like his bicep to heal after surgery. And you know if he and Fury's been training every day. You've been seeing those Instagram lives he's been doing where he's working out. No, I have not. <laughs> he does Instagram lives in the morning at like nine a.m. and then he just works out there. So. Fury's been training every day. Wilder hasn't been training, and he's not going to be able to train for another six weeks. So I don't really know. George Foreman, obviously, one of the greatest of all time. I don't know if he's – I don't even know if he's good enough to get Wilder where he needs to be. 
Yeah, this is a very confusing time. We don't know yeah. really when any of that stuff happened. I saw actually a couple days ago, it was like the 35th anniversary of that amazing first round boxing match. I can't exactly remember the two, but do you know anything about that? Uh, a couple days ago, it was the, I, I think it might have been the 35th. I'm not sure. This might not be the one you're talking about, but it was against uh, Hagler versus Hearns. That. So that's one of the. It's yeah, that, that, yeah, because that, cool. that fight was insane. There were, I think it only went three rounds, and it, it was like one of the most action-packed three rounds ever, though. Yeah. You know, they, they were throwing they were throwing the pow- most powerful shots from the start. You know, those four guys in that era, you know, Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, Marvin Hagler, those guys were all insane. All insane. And, you know, the best part is they all fought each other. Every single one of them fought every single one of them. And, you know, the only two – you know, uh, Hearns lost to Hagler. Hearns lost to Duran. Not not Duran. Hearns lost to Leonard. And Leonard beat Hearns and beat Hagler, and he beat Duran. So, you know, Leonard beat all of them. Yeah. And it, it was crazy. He lost to Duran the first time, did a rematch, made Duran quit, fought Hagler. It, it's controversial who won that. Some people, a lot of people say Hagler won. You know, I, it's, it's kind of close to call. It's kind of up to interpretation. And he beat Hearns the first time, and then the second time it was a draw. Yeah. You know, but that fight between Hagler and Hearns was just crazy. Because, like, from the very opening of the first bell, they were just throwing the most powerful shots just at each other for the entirety of the three rounds. They were just did not let up at all. And Hagler stopped Hearns in the third round. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's like Rocky and all those movies, you know. You see them. I saw a lot of people comparing it because it's like all fast-paced action in the movies, but then you watch some of these fights, mm-hmm. and it's not as, like, fast as you would think. They have a lot of time yeah. where they're just ducking and... Uh... Yeah, and setting up shots. A lot of people... Uh, don't like they like to discredit boxing sometimes because they'll watch movies like Rocky and they think that's actually how it is, you know. In Rocky, you see, you see, they come out, they swing as hard as they can right off the bat, they get knocked down. The, the referee doesn't even count; they just get knocked down. And he stands right back up. Like when you watch Rocky versus Ivan Drago, Rocky will get knocked down and then he'll just get directly back up, and the referee doesn't even separate them or like start counting. It's just it's not ac- it's not an accurate depiction of it. It's a great movie, you know. But uh, it's not an accurate depiction. And people watch that and they think that's actually what it's like. And they go in and watch an actual match. And, you know, not every match is going to be, you know, Hagler versus Hearns. So they're, they're just watching it. And it's just a lot of ducking, setting up stuff with the jab, throwing light shots. You know, not everything has to be 100% power. And they just think it's lame. But, you know, it, it's I, I, I think it's better that way, you know, because that way fights can actually last a little bit instead of only going three rounds. Yeah, I don't want to have to pay 80 bucks because that's what you have to do for pay-per-views. Get like five fights, mm-hmm. but you only really pay attention to the one. You want it to go past six rounds. If it's like... Mm-hmm. that's Go ahead. Oh, go okay. Ahead. No, you so go, let's you not go. make yeah. it be like McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone like earlier this year. <laughs> Everyone paid all that money for UFC and it's like, McGregor, he's come back. And then he knocks the guy out in like 10 seconds. McGregor, McGregor surprises people a lot of the time when they don't think he can. Yeah. You know, Jose Aldo, he beat him. He beat uh, Cerrone and like beat all those guys in like seconds. But uh, you know, he but he's, he he is he did lose to Khabib. That was pretty pretty. That's pretty much a sad thing. But the different the thing about UFC that's good is all the pay per views. They give you like twenty fights at least. You know, sometimes in boxing they'll give you like five or maybe like six. UFC they'll have like a crap ton of fights to watch. Not all of them might be as high paced, but you know they're all at least something to watch. Yeah, and the thing about like boxing, you look like a Mike Tyson and people that, and even you know Deontay Wilder can even be kind of considered this because he was just so famous for knockouts. You know, you look at those guys that have those giant knockout percentages, and they their fights are all over so fast. And you know, I've heard people say that like when they watch those fights. You know, they, they, they don't pay to watch the go the full distance when they pay for those guys specifically. They just pay to see someone get knocked out. But why would you want to pay $80 just to watch a guy get hit one time and go down? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, even, it's, even, wor- it's even weirder because now fights are more safe than they were back then because 
uh, back in the like 70s and then they used to be like 15 rounders. You could you, like if it was a title fight, it used to be 15 rounds. That was what uh, Ali versus Frazier was. It's 15 rounds. And Frazier in the third one, he quit. He didn't quit. His trainer made him quit in the 14th round right after it. He was about to go in the 15th. But now the title fights are only 12 rounds. And, you know, a lot like mainly that is due to the brain damage caused from going to the extra rounds. Like people a lot of the time will say one of the main factors in Ali getting brain damage, like not brain damage, like Parkinson's and his, uh, you know, like his speech was messed up later in his life was because of that specific fight. And it was 15 rounds. And it, like those guys back then, you know, people say the skill has increased over time. Like people are, you know, they're more technical now. But I think the heart has decreased in people as time's gone on. Because you see guys, they'll go down from like a lot less than like they did back then. I'm pretty sure the gloves even used to be smaller back then. You know, yeah. I, th- I think they used to be eight ounce gloves at one point, And now they're 10 ounce. Yeah, I feel like the pride kind of of fighting might be gone, and it's now really only focusing on the money because it's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had a bit of a technical hiccup, but it's fine. It's okay. We are now back. Uh, I was giving on a point, sort of about how boxing is more about money now rather than pride, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Good example is Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, he's it's literally in the name, and I know you had a good point. So, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I feel like a lot of people lost respect for Floyd as he's gone on, because you know, a lot of people say his fights aren't that exciting, but the whole money aspect of it, his name literally now is Floyd Money Mayweather. It used to be Pretty Boy Floyd, and but he, as he got more famous and he started getting more money from pay per views. And, you know, as he started getting, uh, like, arguably less exciting in his fights, he started going by Floyd Money Mayweather. And that, that kind of just shows him as a character. That's really what he cares about mostly in boxing, you know? Uh, you see some of his videos on Instagram, and he'll post him, like, with the giant stacks of money and be like, oh, I'm Money Mayweather. I make the most money ever. And, you know, I, I, th- I, think, I think we're going to talk about this. I think we're going to talk about this. Uh, uh, so... As much as you can hate on Floyd for as much money as he makes, I know you said about the athlete of the decade, who it was. So, Max, who'd you say it was? Uh, LeBron James was the athlete of the decade. We talked about this off pod. Let's bring it on now. Yeah, uh, okay, I have a question, Max. You, do you agree with that? Yes, I really okay. do. He. I'll your reasoning. Well, he was very good basketball. He made it to like nine of the ten finals, if I'm not mistaken, for the NBA. Very tough to do. He had a charter school. His brand, the LeBron James, he became such a well-known figure that even you know him. He's a pop culture icon, and he's still very good at basketball, as I've said. Okay. Yeah. Question for that. Has he ever lost a game of basketball? Uh, yes, he has, Ian. Floyd Mayweather's never lost a match in his life, okay? And now, what I would like to say also, Floyd Mayweather's also a very, very common, you know, he's a very big icon. Everyone knows who Floyd Mayweather is. You know, I would say they're almost on the same level on recognition, and money is not even comparable. Like, I'm sure LeBron James made a lot of money, but Floyd Mayweather made an absolutely absurd amount of money. I read somewhere, I saw this, for every punch he landed in that decade, he made $500,000. And he also, in that decade, participated in one of the biggest pay-per-view events of all time, uh, him versus Conor McGregor. And again, that is kind of a big joke amongst the boxing community. You know, nobody really respects that fight because it was kind of just like an exposition match. You know, two different styles versus each other. It's kind of like back in the day when they had Muhammad Ali face Noki in an MMA match. You know, but... Still, he was in one of the most high-in-paying pay-per-views of all time. He made way more money than LeBron James. And, you know, arguably, going 50-0 and in boxing is – what's – like, you know what LeBron James, like, record is or something? What's a record he has? It's, like, really I, impressive. I, I don't have it. He has, like, I believe he's very high in assists. He's high in points for his career. He's done – he's been in a, a lot of NBA finals. It's How many do you of, know? Uh, I think he's been in 
eight or nine, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was in one of the biggest NBA trades when him, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade were the big three, and then he came back home. He got Cleveland a championship. He's from Akron. He got Cleveland a world championship the first time they won in 50 years. It's it's really hard to explain to you because yeah. I know you really like boxing, and as a sports community who were the ones who voted on it, that's... I mean, now what I, what I would say about that is that Boxing has been discredited recently a lot. You know, it's lost a lot of its fame. It's lost a lot of its publicity. But it's, and that's funny because still the highest paid athlete of the last decade was a boxer. So, you know, even though it's not as popular now as basketball or as popular now as football, you know, it still has the highest paid athlete of the last decade. And I think, I don't know, I don't know exactly why that is, but it probably has something to do with the risk reward factor. You know, people put more on the line and they probably make more because of it in boxing. But going 50-0 and in boxing, like Floyd Mayweather did, you know, especially when you're fighting some of the best of the best, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Floyd, I don't think he's the best boxer of all time. You know, he's not very – he might not be very exciting to watch. You know, his style might not be very exciting, and he might have ducked certain people for a while. But, you know, he, he fought Ricky Hatton. He fought Oscar De La Hoya. He fought – uh, Manny Pacquiao, you know, he's fun. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, that's exactly what I said. Old Manny Pacquiao. He, you know, Manny Pacquiao is still good, though, even though he's old. He's still, he's still going strong, but, you know, he's fought the best. Of the, he's fought some of the best of the best. Won all of them. Some of them are arguable wins. I think there's a couple wins he might, you know, maybe judging was a little bit biased or maybe the referee didn't let the guy do what he should have been doing. Like Ricky Hatton, when he fought him, if I bet if the referee would have let Ricky get on the inside, like during clinches and hit the body from then, he could have won the fight, I believe. But the referee didn't let him. But I just feel, I feel like Floyd Mayweather is just should have been the athlete of the decade. I, you know, I feel like people are probably going to disagree, but that's just what I think. Here is my reasoning: How many fights did he compete in? In that decade. Okay, now also, less than this, is something, this is something, less it's something we need to talk 10. about. It's something we need to talk about, okay? Now, yet again, boxing's more regulated than basketball. I know. Like, like, boxers can't just go out there and fight, 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 fight like they used to be able to. Where, you know, these guys would fight, take a month off, fight again, take a month off, fight again. Now they're required to have a certain amount of time off. These basketball players, they can do, like, 20 games, like, in, like, three weeks. They can just, they can just like buckle them out, you know. They can just shoot them out. And Floyd, he probably fought as much as he could, you know, one less than one fight a year. That's probably you know a little bit, little bit on the lower side of what he could have done. But still, he he. It's not like it's not like he was just hiding and not wanting to fight anybody. He was just, you know, in boxing, you have to take a certain amount of time off after each fight especially now with the added precautions. Here is my thing. If we lost you and if I went over you. Oh, wait, could, but, wait, could you not hear me? No, you were, went out for a while, but that's okay. Okay, okay, never mind, we're okay. Okay, so the thing about his boxing. He had, I'd say his last big fight was five years ago, 2015, against Pacquiao. He had a year off and then had another fight with, this time, McGregor. That fight shouldn't count as a fight. Okay, now, I understand what you're saying about the McGregor fight not being, it shouldn't be counted as much as, like, it was an exposition fight. But, to be fair, Floyd was really old when he did that against McGregor. And McGregor in MMA, you know, uh, people say the... It, uh, give me a second, give me, give me a second, Max. We're back. Uh, so as I was saying earlier, uh, with Mayweather versus McGregor, I feel like that fight shouldn't even count. So in five years, he barely had any fight, and he needs, if he's athlete of the decade, needs to be competing the entire decade, not, and then he hasn't fought since 2017. Okay, okay. also though. 
how old is LeBron James? That, that this, this isn't this isn't like me trying to like roast him. I'm just saying. I think like, he's I, in legitimately, the, I legitimately like don't his, know. I think he's in these late thirties, like maybe thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Yeah, that that wasn't me trying to like discredit him. I just didn't know how old he was. But uh, Floyd Mayweather about the fights with McGregor, with McGregor, how that shouldn't be counted. That okay. As much as that fight is made fun of and joked about, McGregor did a lot better than a lot of people expected. I'll admit, and to be fair, he did too. Go ahead. Yeah. But to say that that fight can help him be voted as athlete of the decade isn't a really I mean, incredible fight. Okay, as much as much as as much as we like to make fun of that fight and say. Oh, you know that—that's a stupid. It's a stupid thing. It made a lot of pay-per-view buys, and it had a lot of interest in it. Like, like you know, a lot of those, a lot of those freak show, a lot of those, a lot of those freak show fights where it's two people of different styles, or you know, two people of giant different heights. Like, you know, there, there used to be a heavyweight named uh, Nikolai Valuev. He was like seven foot, and he was like seven foot something, I think. And he he was a heavyweight champion at one point. And people loved to watch him because he was just—it's like a freak show. People love to watch weird events, and it's weird to see an MMA guy pinned up against a boxer. And, you know, there were some people arguing McGregor should have won that fight. You know, not, not like he should have won, like, at the actual fight. He should have, like, he should, like, he was going to win because they said in MMA you have to worry about kicks, elbows, knees, takedowns. In boxing, you only have to worry about fists. That's true. But I don't think that's exactly the case because when you just have to worry about fists, in MMA, MMA in MMA, you don't have you don't, you're not focusing on just punching, so your punching is not going to be as good as the guys in boxing. You're focusing on elbows, punches, kicks, knees, takedowns, submissions. You're focusing on everything, the whole the whole yard, okay, the whole nine yards. And uh, Mayweather only has to worry about punches, so his punches are going to be so much better than McGregor's. So I thought he was going to win that fight the entire time, but I I feel like that fight should be counted, you know. As as much as it was, as much as it's kind of discredited because you know it just looked as like a freak show match and it's it's not really like a like a really high standard boxing match. It still happened. It's one of the most high end pay per view things in like oh in a while. And the fight with Pacquiao, you said that was like five years ago, yeah. and how that fight though that was a super fight. People have been asking that for for that forever. You know Mayweather versus Pacquiao is one of the biggest things in boxing at that time it was probably probably the biggest thing in boxing when that happened i remember so yeah those those two those two fights you said like only really two high profile ones those are both really high profile you know mcgregor versus mayweather that had like one of the highest pay-per-views and then mcgregor versus pacquiao one of the most anticipated boxing matches in history okay now at the end of the day we can't change what has already happened we're in 2020 we got a new decade i know to get used to so we won't we can still have our opinions i respect your opinion but i still think lebron should have won but that is beyond okay. the point thank you for coming this week's thank you max uh, thank you max it was a pleasure yes this was fun i don't know if i'll have you back next week Wait, no, okay, you know what, you know what, I, okay, I remember we said this off the mic, I want to say it on the mic, okay, now that we're actually on air, uh, I said you need to have Brennan on here again, and do a boxing segment by himself, Ooh. I want to see how that would be, because I know, I know I've done, I've done one, I've done one with Brennan, and I've done one now, yes. I'd want to see how he would do on his own with one, you know, I, I just want to see what he'd think about certain things. So Max, yes. that's that's my suggestion for you. Okay, Alex, you will need to get in contact with him. I'll tell him. Okay, so this has been this week's edition of Sports the Show. Thank you, Ian, once again coming on. Do you have something oh, you're welcome, you would Max. like to plug for the audience at home? Just gonna tell them all again. Subscribe to Dank Arctic on YouTube. Uh, the best videos you've ever seen. I just uploaded again recently. After a year, and you know, you know what, you know what, yeah. After it was nine months, Max. Okay, okay. Sports the show, if that's even your real name. Uh, you know, this show, Max. 
you know, it helps me put food on the table for me and my four kids. You, you really do help me out a lot with this, you know. Thank you for the opportunity. You are most welcome. And coming up next, who knows? You're going to need to stay tuned in. That was Ian. <laughs> what was the point of saying that? You go, coming up next is I don't know. That's, I just felt like saying that. I guess I... All right. I think coming up next, I put it as motorsports update, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong. I don't know where mm. I'll put this. You will find it. All right, Max. <laughs> Listening audience. I'll see you later. Okay, see you later. And coming up next. Like peace said, out, world. Who know- yeah, peace out. Uh, I don't know what else to say, so goodbye. In a short week of motorsports, with IndyCar having the only live iRacing professionally this week, you wouldn't expect there to be that much news, and that is where you're wrong. But before we do that, we need to talk about IndyCar. So, the IndyCar competed at Virtual Michigan International Speedway with Simon Pagano getting the win 2019's Indy 500 winner, winning round three of the IndyCar iRacing Challenge. His Penske teammate and last week's winner, Scott McLaughlin, got second place. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., the NASCAR driver turned IndyCar iRacer, was in third place. There was your top three there. Thinks if they had any points, Scott McLaughlin would be in first place. But, you know... I don't know. I really don't know. Sage Karam could still be in first place, even though he hasn't won. I know he's been consistent this year. Should tell you guys, didn't watch that race. We now got to talk about NASCAR. There was no uh, NASCAR iRacing Challenge this week. There was an independent racing challenge. That's where we saw Kyle Larson. If you haven't heard this already, Kyle Larson... He said the N-word. He was suspended and then fired from Chip Ganassi Racing. Lost almost all his sponsors. Put NASCAR in a bad place. For those who do not know about the history of NASCAR, it's kind of been a racist sport. We go back over 50 years ago, and a black man had a win taken away from him. Now you might be asking yourself, why? Why did he have the win taken away from him? Well... When you got a victory back in the 60s, I guess there was a competition and it's like Miss Daytona 500 or something would give the winner a kiss. Well, we can't have that in the 60s, I guess. That's how they fell. So the black man had a victory taken away because they didn't want him to kiss a white woman. That was from up top. And I remember NASCAR was getting very angry at fans at Confederate flags. And they've been trying to uh, change the narrative because one of the things when some people think of NASCAR, they think of sort of racist fans there. So to have this happen to NASCAR is not very good. Not very good at all. Just when NASCAR was gaining momentum, Kyle Larson had to just shoot it all down. Kyle Larson is an embarrassment to NASCAR. I liked him as a driver. I just don't think that he should get a ride anymore. He's going to get a ride in the future, definitely. Uh, You know, this is actually very tough to feel because on one hand, you guys don't, might not realize this, but he made one mistake in his his entire life. Everything he's worked for is over. So there's a part of me that feels like we should still let him have a race at one point. But then there's another side of me that's like, no, he said the N-word. He made a mistake. When you're on a live microphone, I've been on a live microphone. You can't say stupid stuff. And he said it like he says it all the time. So he made everyone mad. He's embarrassed the sport of NASCAR. We can't have it happen anymore. NASCAR's been put in a tough spot, definitely. 
I would I would not want to be working at uh, NASCAR headquarters. I know Chip Ganassi. They made the right decision. You had to fire Chip Ganassi. You had to fire him. Uh, he does still have a chance to come back though through a diversity training, I guess, which is basically what I've seen people do all the time. They go to diversity training and then everything turns back to normal. And then we just ignore that they have done whatever they have done. Just like, oh, you did diversity training. You're 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 an elevator person. You get a pat on the back, and we just forget everything that you said. Yeah, I I remember just seeing the the tweet come into my feed and being like, Twitter's about to go insane. And Twitter did go insane. And it was just crazy, man. Life is crazy. Well, there you have it. There's your motorsports update. You didn't really have a motorsports update. It was just me mostly complaining about the N-word. But it's fine. Everything is fine. Also, you guys need to go on YouTube and at 9... PM Eastern Standard Time, Joe Sylvester of Bad Habit Racing. He's going to be having another virtual monster truck race there. It was fun. I was there last week. If you don't like monster trucks, oh well. But we got iRacing for NASCAR, IndyCar, and now monster trucks. So, yay. I'll be doing that. You can see me there. So, there you have it. Your motorsports update for the week. Now time for the non-sports news of the day. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I said it right. I've been saying it wrong this entire time. It's non-sports news of the day, and there's two non-sports news of the day that we have. Our first story involves an Indiana man from New Chicago, Indiana, a city I've never heard of before, but I'm guessing it's by Illinois. This new Chicago, Indiana Man, his name is Charles Calvin. He is a volunteer firefighter. If you didn't know, the government is giving you guys some stimulus checks. That is, you're getting paid if you aren't working, I guess. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not an expert. I'm not pretending to be. He went to his local ATM at the Family Express. He wanted to withdraw $200 out of his account. He then looked at the available balance in his account. He didn't expect to have that much money. He looked and he had $8.2 million in it. $8.2 million for giving him. He only expected $1,700. At $8.2 million. He called the bank that Monday. They said they didn't have $8.2 million in it. They did, however, still have the $1,700 he expected. He said in a quote, I don't have the exact quote with me, but I do remember. He was basically like, it sucks, man, going from being a millionaire at one point to being back to being a poor man. I hope that no one got overpaid or underpaid because of this. I really do. That's something I saw a lot of people talking about. People getting underpaid. I don't really know, though. Not really sure at all. He was... He, he, he got virtual fame, though. He made it on the news. Good for you. I've been on the news before. It was fun. We now move on to a feel-good story, because we always need a feel-good story. The feel-good story of the week is what I'm going to call it. AT&T is a company. They will give you wireless stuff, like your phones and Wi-Fi stuff. But you have to pay it for it. Unless you don't have to pay for it if you are a healthcare worker. Because, thanks to John Krasinski... Of the office, you know him as Jim. He has a weekly episodic series where he highlights the good news of the week. He is going to 
Because he's been having some good news, AT&T asked him, what can we do? What can we do to help healthcare workers? He was like, I don't know, get them free uh, Wi-Fi for like a month. They're like, no, we're going to get them free wireless service for three months. Thank you so much, AT&T. Doing, do, giving us some good news. We, we always need some good news, right? What did we learn? AT&T, very nice. Also, shout out once again to John Krasinski of some good news. He's going to be hosting a virtual prom thing tonight on Friday the 17th when we are recording this. I like to kind of, I guess, give you guys when we're recording this. So at 9 p.m. to 7 p.m. I'm thinking of another thing. 7 p.m. tonight, I believe. 7 or 5 p.m. I actually honestly don't know. Uh, Just subscribe to some good news on my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I don't know if they have Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I know it's there. I know he has his channel there. You can get some good news every single week. And you can join the virtual prom. Because for many people, it was taken away. I am too... We need to give a quick shout-out to the class of 2020. They are having to deal with a lot. They're, they're, their high school career has been taken away from them. Their graduation, their prom been taken away from them feel bad for them man i really do well uh there you have it there is your non-sports news of the week two editions of non-sports news of the week Well, guys, it has been another exciting episode of Sports the Show, the show where we talk about sports. Wow, guys, this has been fun. Like I said, make sure to listen to it on Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you can. Also, add MaxG Sports on Twitter. You're going to want to do that. We will be posting content on there very shortly. I actually will this week. I actually am going to right after the show. And now it's my honor every single week to tell you this. Make sure you support your local businesses. They are going through a hard time as well. Order gift cards. Order takeout and delivery if it's a restaurant. Also, stay inside, please, please, please stay inside. I want everything to go back to normal. And, well, I'm not sure if we will immediately go back to normal. We're not going to. We're not denying that. But I want us to have the curve be flattened as soon as possible. So make sure you stay inside. And when you're inside, if someone's sick, let them self-quarantine. Especially if you're sick, don't go out. How hard is that to think about? To all those who are still working, thank you. To our nurses, doctors, and all everyone from the medical field, thank you. To our firefighters, EMTs, police officers, and military, thank you. You guys need to wash your hands. Stay home. Support your local businesses. That's all I need you to do. We need to... Hashtag flatten the curve. I remembered it this week. I remembered it this week, and I'm so proud of myself. Also remember to leave us a voice message. No one's done that yet. I'm thinking of just leaving a voice message to myself. I might do that. I don't know. We'll find out. We will find out. It's been a very fun edition of Sports the Show. I know, for one, that I enjoy. I enjoy doing this every week. I hope you guys do, too. Make sure to leave your feedback, if you are able, at me on Twitter. Tell us how you liked the episode. I want to know who's listening to the show. So if you're listening to the show and you have Twitter, make sure to at Max G Sports, capital M, capital G, capital S, 
no spaces in between. If you are new here, like I said, you need to follow us on Spotify and all of our other platforms. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like I said, support your local businesses. Do all of that. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Hasta luego. And farewell. For this week's edition of Sports the Show.